Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. Ooh. Yeah, getting smoky with it. I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna do soft rock Eric this episode. Hey guys. Yeah. This is a movie podcast. For no reason, that would have been more appropriate during the fog episode. I'm Eric, though. I'm Charlie. This is a movie podcast, and we will be talking in normal tones. Yeah. The rest of the show. Uh, I just wanted to be a little smoky for a little bit. I, a little I get sultry. it. Man. You know the music's like fading out in the intro. Yeah. You know it's like I why to, hit him. I wanted hard to bring him right in low. Yeah. I think I always blast him. So I wanted to soft oh, we, rock them. We blast them. Yeah. <laughs> it can get blasty in here. It does. And uh, it does. It does. It really that does. That means nothing. <laughs> boy, boy, boy. <laughs> it's our morning wake up show. This is it. And, I'm uh, doing sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about a movie today that I've, for some reason, never watched, but it's been towards the top of my list of horror movies to watch for like a decade now. I've been dying to see Bad Dreams. It just keeps always getting bumped down the list. We got around to it. We got around to it. Finally, we huh? did it. All and it took was a pandemic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and guess what? It's great. I really I, love Bad Dreams. It kind of rules. Yeah. This has been one that I've been kind of angling to watch for a while. I've been voting it high on our horror ballots, and it's been getting a little more support, a little more, and for some reason, man, finally hit. Everybody finally wanted to see Bad Dreams. They wanted to hear that old tale of a cult leader. Yeah, the lone survivor of a suicide cult in a coma for 13 years. Can you imagine being in a coma for 13 years? No. No, no, no. Well, and she goes into the coma when she's like 13. Yeah. Comes out at 27. That's a tough jump. That's a big... If I go down now at 37 and I come back at 50, I'll be... Or, yeah, 50, I'll be like, ah, shit, I missed the 40s, whatever. All in all, though, you missed missed out on like 13 years of body wear and tear from like 37 to 50. Like, just think you'll have the knees of a 37-year-old, the back of a, well, probably already like a 50-year-old. That's true. But that that means the back catches up, you know? So a co- uh, coma now, mm. not bad. But when you wake up from the coma, then you got bad dreams. Yeah, yeah. talk about. No, that's that's just a song I made up. The uh... <laughs> <laughs> so hold on. I got confused because I, in my head, I forgot <laughs> if there was an actual theme song, and so you said that, and I got an immediate. Like, nope. yeah, was that? So don't confuse me. That's not canon, We're running folks. this back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> confu- no, no, we're, we're not. This is great. This is great. So uh, let's, yeah, the quick plot is this woman survives a suicide cult, wakes up 13 years later, and is haunted by the cult leader who seems to want her to It's basically a nightmare on Elm pact. Street, but if Freddy was a cult leader instead of a known child molester. Yeah, that's kind of what this movie gets the rap for, being the oh, night, is that, Nightmare on Elm Street It's not ripoff. just the multiple things that uh, we noticed. Well, you know, my biggest problem with Bad Dreams is she's not really dreaming when these things happen. Yeah. These are like hallucinations. Well, we don't know that. Mm. 
The movie Visions. walks that line. It's a line between uh, is Freddie real or is, or oh I'm waking up with cuts. Mm-hmm. You know I think well I mean the movie is straight up Dream Warriors, and it came out a year after Dream Warriors. It stars yeah it, <laughs> it stars, stars Jennifer, Jennifer Rubin. Rubin from Dream Warriors. Uh, yeah, a lot of things came together. A lot of to things make just it. happened. Now I'm just gonna say that I assume this was an like two meteor movies mm. at the same time. This was a, uh, you know, a deep impact Armageddon scenario. You know, right? I, think, I think this movie, right? this th- movie's definitely not ripping off dream warriors. No, this movie has definitely enough of the, of its own vibe to me that it's not, it's not like dream warriors. Yeah. And it is probably something where they kind of had some kind of script like it. And they're like, you know, up this, put it in a mental hospital <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that's working. And it, but, but it all works. It's cool, and it works. The reason I've really wanted to see this above a ton of other movies, and somehow it didn't, is I'm a I'm a Richard Lynch head. Oh yeah, I love Richard Lynch. That's our cult leader. And he, Richard, just the idea. You don't have to tell me anything else about the movie. Mm-hmm. All I have to hear is Richard Lynch plays a cult leader. Boom, sold every. Every part of that movie, I want. I think you see. just have to say Richard Lynch is in this I movie. I know, right? Yeah, you don't even have to tell me he's, what he's doing. He's a true uh, gift to the genre film community. He's come all up. Kinds he's of come up by my count twice before. Seven Ups, Seven Ups, and Invasion USA. Right? That's oh the yeah. How did I forget that? That's the most legendary '80s action bad guy role. And this though, cult this, leader. Oh, man. this might be my favorite so far of those three. Of these three movies, I think his role in this really gets to me so what's at a deeper level the stunning thing about his role which when you go into a horror movie like this where the main thing you're going in for is a specific thing such as i just want a bunch of cool uh, cult stuff from richard lynch uh-huh that's it give me that and then it just gives you a bunch of cool cult leader stuff with richard lynch and it's the exact perfect role for richard lynch that you pictured oh I'm going to love this movie. It opens with a great Richard Lynch yeah. intro because we're back when the cult is suiciding and he's pouring water on the cult leader or uh, the cult followers. And But it's not water. It's actually gasoline. It's gasoline. And uh, he has just got this. It's a perfect kind of mixture of the Charles Manson vibes and that kind of sinister Richard Lynch <laughs> the guy- snake behind the eyes kind of. He is, way that he plays his characters. He's this very suave, cool guy, but due to an a accident in his early twenties, also has that monster behind the mm-hmm. the suave. It feels very Batman villain. In real life, he's got this scarring on his face. Yeah, he burned. He was burned during a an LSD fueled accident. Oh, well, yeah, he, he accidentally got the way lit on it, guess, fire. So. And uh, so you see these burns on his face, but his face, the older he got, it kind of looked like he was wearing very light old man makeup Mm -hmm. because his face didn't quite age the same because it wasn't all (laughs) his original face. But he still looks like a kind of suave, handsome, charming guy. So it's just this constant dichotomy that makes him so 
interesting this juxtaposition and they also give him like this flowing 70s white locks kind of look he always had kind of cool swept back like, yeah he could do that swept blonde back swept back 70s 80s look that hair really well you could see he he would get kind of a cool game show part quaff sometimes mm-hmm. but then that like longer kind of feathered back hair this movie was so stunning to me because my favorite movie of two years ago was mandy Mm. the Nicolas Cage absolutely uh, amazing incredible Panos Cosmatos Cosmatos. wow Mandy episode will be coming eventually but and uh beyond the black rainbow but oh my god Jeremiah in Mandy oh sure that cult leader (laughs) one of the most striking cult leader characters in cinema history is basically Richard Lynch Mm. (laughs) in Bad Dreams Without the use of LSD, without the bad uh, song, yeah, <laughs> yeah, without the with a failed folk music career, Richard Lynch is just one of those guys who runs a cult, has the great cult house, oh yeah, great cult house, way off like a nice house up on the hill with Built a weird a rock lined drive, nice decaying cult mansion that they all gather in, and. For a movie, I was kind of expecting to be more, you know, 80s horror schlock. 88, so, you mm-hmm. know, kind of a, where we were getting into that. That fire scene, man, that is some serious stuff. People people yeah. getting just self, you know, immolating. <laughs> it's not immolating. It's not, uh, it's, it's always the most harrowing thing to it's watch. It's a pretty rough one, yeah. As you far know, as people on fire scenes, this is a pretty rough one. Yeah, when our when like our lone survivor, you know, yeah, we we open the pre credits is the house blowing up, which is always great. Yeah, when you get that going, and then our survivor wakes up thirteen years later and remembers finally that everyone uh, just everyone got else. lit on fire. Yeah, everyone else. Can you and imagine? Just she escaped, but the scene is people crawling and screaming and yeah, and in her memory of it, Richard Lynch is unaffected and calling out to her. Which is very creepy. Yeah, and he's he's there's this great like, do it now, do it now, do it now, <laughs> and it's like always just like this close up of Lynch's face every time, and she's having this vision of him basically being like, you have to kill yourself to finish this pact. You yeah, know? And it's like now, 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 now. yeah. Just <laughs> oh, Harris, just a cult leader, Harris. That's a great cult leader name. Yeah, yeah. But, but Richard man, Lynch, what a we've great talked scene. before about like the role someone was born to play. A burned alive cult leader <laughs> is like the role for Richard Lynch. It's like who could have that perfect sinister snake charm? Mm-hmm. Also, is burned. Also like is who burned. do we get? Like man, already you're heaven to the effects department. Like we don't got to do nothing to this guy. Mm-hmm. Like he is the perfect. Like well, but they're good. They're good to us, and we oh, get yeah. plenty of great, gross makeup. Yeah, he comes back, especially looking like Freddy. Yeah, very well. He comes who can back say? extra crispy and uh, we haunts. We get crispier and crispier versions of, of yeah. Lynch throughout this movie, and they are some of the most beautiful 1988 effects makeup. Yeah, he haunts uh, Jennifer Rubin in this mental hospital she's now in. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also then get a great like cast of inmates I didn't, and mental patients. So I did not know... My brain has only remembered this movie as Richard Lynch cult leader. Richard Lynch cult leader. Uh-huh. I didn't know any of the other bona fides of this film. What a cast. Oh, this is a great cast. What a Top cool cast. 
Yeah. Uh, Even like of... a lot of cool vets, like older vets playing mm-hmm. the doctors and like, because you get Harris Eulen and uh, Cy Richardson as a detective. Oh, Cy Richardson <laughs> as the worst detective <laughs> in so film bad. history, maybe. Yeah. Like very bad this guy at was, his job. This guy hates being a detective and is not good at it. Couldn't care less about it. <laughs> And uh, he op- he opens the role by basically accusing the coma girl of he's like how do I know she didn't start the fire yeah like like he's gonna bring the case of the suicide cult on her now that now that she's awoken from this thirteen year coma and even the two doctors who are uh, the Harris Harris Eulen right and uh, yeah. Bruce Abbott is the other doctor the guy okay. the guy from Reanimator who's not oh yeah not Jeffrey, not Combs. Jeffrey Combs yeah. of course uh, kind of a cool Bruce Abbott he's okay. He's a good guy. He's in the kind. Of, he's in the the more thankless role in this kind of movie. Exactly. The Greg Wasson role yeah. in Dream Warriors. Exactly. You're the guy trying to reach this girl and like fighting the administration. Like nobody really wants that role in this one because you're just kind of the thing getting in the way of the bad dreams, right? And the other cool stuff. So they're trying so to. So it's find a tough out, tough role for him. They're trying to find out what's wrong with her. Cy so, so Richardson's like. How do I know she didn't start the fire? And both of them were like, all right, that's that's <laughs> like, whoa. Hold on. Come you on. You can't yeah. say that. Immediately just just <laughs> That's out of line, I think. Just that's out of line. Hold on, man. <laughs> he's just playing bad cop, bad cop with the girl yeah. who just woke up from a 13-year coma. He's got no good cop to play no. off of, so he's just drilling it's her with just, bad cop. <laughs> yeah. He's so good. And then he has another cop moment at the end we have to talk about. <laughs> We'll save that. The for legendary the end. shrug. <laughs> this is a guy who. So, this this covers both a, a couple of different things that we're both reading right now. You're reading it, mm-hmm. and talk about harrowing. Stephen King's it. Stephen King's it. Yeah. You're reading it. Uh, you talk about harrowing fire scenes. Oh yeah. The depth that King goes into during this the fire at the black spot in mm-hmm. it is just, just like read that part is just recently the scariest thing. It doesn't help that we're. We've been surrounded by fire now for three years. Well, yeah, that's our personal. Jeez, that's our personal life now. Yeah, and uh, right now I'm reading Ghost Story, mm. and it one of the central characters, you know, Peter Straub, King Adjacent, and one of the central characters is the town sheriff who's just actively bad at being a sheriff and <laughs> hates being the sheriff of this town. This det- he hates doing detective work. He's bad at it. Mm-hmm. He only recognizes the most obvious thing. He makes the worst conclusion. Just a terrible guy that the town dislikes. And then Cy Richardson's the guy just like, yeah, I know where I'm taking this. The whole He's just a bad detective. Just a guy who seems like he fell into being a detective. Couldn't no, care less. No passion for the role. No. <laughs> Hates the job. Just wants, Hates it. You could tell, though, like he just wants the numbers on yeah. those 24 deaths. He's <laughs> like, I want to convict somebody. I got to get my numbers up. But yeah, he's great. I love that. Dude. But the rest of the yeah, the rest of the inmates are cool too. You got your E.G. Daily, love it. Right, great, great choice for a troubled inmate girl. Yeah, you know, she's like perfect. troubled mental asylum inmate. And then the kid who played uh, yeah Chainsaw in Summer School, Dean. Cameron, <laughs> That's right. Who's great. He's Chainsaw. my his scene where he goes off his meds and is trashing this warehouse space in the hospital. He's going all Bugs Bunny. Ah, maybe my basement. favorite. Maybe my favorite scene in the whole thing. It's yeah, really funny. but now Jennifer Rubin gets to move into the role of Patricia Arquette yeah. from Dream Warriors. Exactly. <laughs> now it's her story. Um, but yeah, all I think the movie was so 
I was so impressed by how well put together all of it was, even recognizing the obvious Dream Warriors comparisons. It was really well done and really well built and kept that kind of Candyman plausible deniability to like, is she just doing this stuff? Obviously, there's no way she's doing this stuff. Is Richard Lynch still alive? You know, that kind of stuff. It's a great, the, yeah. Is it real? Is it not real? Yeah. Exactly. And that Candyman thing of Virginia Madsen waking up over and over in worse and worse murder scenes. Oh, totally. <laughs> Where she's just like, whoa, I know this looks bad. Like, hear me out. Just baby blood smeared on the wall and her asleep in a crib. Like, okay. Yeah, Okay, right. I know. I know. <laughs> Hold on, though. It looks bad. This looks bad. I get but, I, get I get that. The movie was really uh, well done and a little more like it felt higher than its budget. And if I didn't recognize the director's name, Andrew Fleming. And then I looked up his career and it's like, oh, then he did The Craft. Then he did the great movie Dick. Uh-huh. Then, then he did uh, Hamlet 2, the really, really great Steve Coogan comedy. It's like, oh, this guy has... He, he's just good at this thing. Well, he's good at this movie thing. You know, yeah, this is his first feature. Yeah, uh, but you know the the veteran on this, Gail Ann Hurd. Okay, so why did I recognize that name? I said something you when know, the name came up. I said, "Why do I see the name she, Gail Ann Hurd in everything?" She's Cameron's producer, James Cameron. She was married producer. to James Cameron, right? She produced the Terminator. She produced the Abyss and all the Cameron Aliens, all the Cameron. She's stuff. the post. And she still does stuff. And uh, she is kind of, yeah. And apparently the trivia says James Cameron maybe visited the set and uh, talked to, you know, Andrew Fleming here and there. But yeah, Gail Ann Hurd is the producer on this. So I think that's why you're getting all this like bang for your buck stuff. Because you're getting good effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked, you know, so the inmates start dying one by one in different ways. Yeah. And it's all, yeah, could it be killing? And I think all the deaths are fun and creative as much as they oh, can yeah, be. Oh, yeah, yeah, They and make good use of a hospital in ways that you wouldn't expect and ways that you kind of know where the movie's going and you know that things are going to start happening to them and you know things are, people are start getting picked off. But it really, uh, I don't know, it just goes about it in a really solid way. It's interesting. That it's just one of those a, 80s movies that's just entertaining yeah. all the way through. And you keep getting these great snippets. Like I said, you get the modern decaying Richard Lynch and then the old clips to him being this charming, mm-hmm. seductive cult leader. And the movie has this great little attention to some dialogue details where, you know, she's talking about running away from it all with the inmates. I don't belong here. You know, the inmates all have this idea of getting out of here one day. And then there's this conversation with her and somebody goes, well, where would you go? She has this big grand plan. And then she basically describes a plan of finding another cult to join. (laughs) She's like, well, I'd go somewhere where I could find a group of like-minded people who loved me. And it's like, oh. She's never really anti-cult in this movie, Jennifer (laughs) Rubin. Like, even though she she remembers that everyone got murdered, she's like, we had a dream that you could just be together and... (laughs) That, and she's, like, selling it to the other yeah. inmates. They all burn, <laughs> Jennifer. You had a dream, and it ended in mostly death. Maybe that's why Cy Richardson's like, this yeah. is fishy. Yeah. She, should be, she should really be speaking out against this thing and but, not, like, going, like, no, it was good for a long time. And then the last day, not great. Oh, but sure. I mean, last if you, day, if you look at the good. ending, if you look at the ending, a bad ending. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah, pe- judge you know, it that by was, that. You know, 20 minutes 
it's going to seem If you're bad. one of those weirdos that hates the Seinfeld finale. It's like, yeah, but look at what else <laughs> we got, everyone. the rest of the yeah, series. Yeah, come on. Like, you know, you can't throw the baby out with the bat. Sure, the final day ended uh, tragically bad. Or they all went under you yeah, know, who knows? the next phase of life together well, like they thought they were Well, that's were why I like to, right? the kind of purgatory angle they were yeah. talking about. Like, like we're trapped here because yeah, you didn't finish yours, it. This dream that you still have... You're punishing us. Like yeah. you're I love like that's such a powerful <laughs> guilt. Them in purgatory, she's in a coma for 13 years. They're just like, "Wake up." Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you would not believe the day I'm having. Somebody do something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, but it's But it's like it's just got a great energy throughout. Mm-hmm. It's got a good pace. You know, you find out there's kind of this twist at the end and then it's got a great conclusion and I just like Every bit of it. It's 90 minutes, and every bit of it's great. The it's con- it's very the, tight. It's, yeah. it's really cool. And like I said, he doesn't cheap out on a lot of these relationships. He doesn't cheap out on the dialogue between her and the other mental inmates. They aren't like caricatures. There's a lot of uh, heartfelt talk from these people, even right. if they don't always know what they're talking They've all about. got a memorable moment yeah at least yeah it really treats these characters really well like you get it's not just people showing up as background crazy person mm-hmm. you get right exactly you get really good devotion to these we've, characters we've had, we've had some background crazy people movies lately with yeah trick or treats just people slobbering in the background <laughs> like some kind of community theater reject i hate it I and this hate one that. is good it's a tight focus group of in you know i uh, hate background patients. crazies yeah. and this is an actual believable group of everyone's uh, got a characteristic at least yeah. yeah and you get you get the one that's like the aggressive smoking one yeah the one that's an angry smoker where she's just holding it between thumb and pointer finger just like <laughs> yeah like she's dennis leary or something you know like and then she'll also be the one that's like Hey, back off her. You know, <laughs> leave her alone a bit. She was trying to reach out to you. Yeah. We all are. She's it's like, like this, No, you're not. She's like aggressive, but she's also kind of this you know, they get the sage wisdom around right. the circle. You get a lot of good that kinda that kind of movie scene. But I I liked uh, uh Jennifer Rubin in this. I think she did a really good job carrying a big horror lead as our as our heroine, you know, and playing off of Richard Lynch is just gotta be such a weird thing got to be so cool for a young actor or actress like i don't know it just seems what a guy that guy is so into that character and into that role mm-hmm. and it's really if this movie had been weak in the non-cult stuff that alone i'd still be a pretty above the board vote <laughs> on this movie i think his stuff is good enough to carry the movie alone totally but once we start getting into pretty impressive kills and incredibly impressive makeup effects that start just that perfect 1988 effects makeup the mm-hmm. kind that you hope for in a movie like this but then we get our finish yes our rooftop our conclusion. rooftop finale the movie has a rooftop finale i mean i love movies set in mental hospitals when they mm-hmm. do it well or hospitals in general and i love the rooftop i love the rooftop uh, conclusion and this one's got the classic hanging off the edge yeah well we get some <laughs> One thing I love about this man, I love the actor Harris Eulin. Yeah, I don't know how much we talked about him so far on this one, but he's a part of some really, really cool movies. He's definitely going to come up. 
He'll be a big part of our Ghostbusters 2. I was going to say, that's the role that always comes to mind when I think of him as the judge in Ghostbusters yeah. 2. He's like, the Scolari brothers! <laughs> I gave them the chair! <laughs> I love that bit. But yeah, yeah he's one he's of those awesome. guys who's been in He can show up in 130 one scene. Things. He shows up towards the end of training day. When they gotta oh, go okay. meet that like table of old the old guys in charge, and he's like the old guy. He's in a great charge. old guy in charge. Uh-huh. Absolutely, and he, and a good he brings that a, authority a good heel. figure there. Good heel, yeah. <laughs> and what's great about this performance is we get to see multiple Eulen Harris Harris Eulen deaths because we get the great like death visions of him getting just plowed down by a car oh, and like yeah, when yeah, their yeah. minds are getting played off and then we build to an even bigger greater Harris Eulett on the side of a building death oh Jennifer Rubin's hanging off the roof Bruce Abbott's got her by the hand Harris Eulin stabbing Bruce Abbott's hand <laughs> hanging onto the roof with a syringe yeah then when finally Cy Richardson and the cops come up to see what the hell, he's like, what the hell's going on up here? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he shows up at the end of all this insane movie struggle. And then it's like he, a total Simpsons character. Eulen gives guy. the classic like, he mastermind the whole thing. When yeah. it, the whole time you have just found out Eulen's been dosing these ah, people. Oh, you're here just in time, <sighs> officer. And the, the pharmacist who <laughs> tells Bruce Abbott that he looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many moments like that. Where it's the, so perfect. They, it, it's perfect, yeah. But yeah, Cy Richardson coming up at the end of everything that happened, you know, the killer bent has just been revealed for his big masterminded plot. Yep. And Cy Richardson just walks into frame going, hey, what's the hell? What the hell's going on up here? <laughs> People hanging off roofs of buildings. Like, what is going on up here? Exactly. Just so like... He's like breaking up like a 15-year-old, <laughs> yeah, you know, slumber yeah. party. All right, like, kids. We've I all- told you, 10.30. What the hell's going on up here? Your mother has to get up early tomorrow, okay? It's like your dad there in his underwear with yeah. his eyes squinted shut, it's just like, like... I told you, 10.30. This is the third time, okay? This is the third time I've been in here. And yeah, he's really just breaking up this slumber party. <laughs> I'd love to know the amount of direction Cy Richardson had. He's just like, I got this thing, I'm I'd working. Lo- I'd love to know how much he was given and then how much he took. <laughs> because so I think he's just doing what he wants to do. He does do this best. kind of stuff in movies, though. He's good. at You see him in Repo Man. He does some silly things. Throughout. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we get the great Harris Eulen being like, he masterminded the whole thing. And then he grabs the cop's gun. And he's going to blow him away. Yeah. And Reuben, Jennifer Reuben, then sees him as Richard Lynch, uh-huh. gives him the shove off the roof. Harris Eulen takes the big bump. He falls to roof. his death into a, like a car. Yeah. And <laughs> this, is the, this is the moment of the movie here. Cy Richardson. Cy couldn't have given two shits. <laughs> he gives, this guy just flew off a building, Harris Eulen. He gives the shrug, what are you going to do, look, yeah, and it killed. It, it killed the entire room. It looks like a thing that was left in at the end of a different take. Like, all right, what about this? And then he does a line, and then he just kind of does this like, huh? He right, just like, does this like shrug. Literally, the, it was like the camera was on him in the ADs, like, uh, Cy, we're actually going to take 15. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's what they got this guy is unimpressed by any part like he's, he's a cop who's just seen someone fall to their death in a yeah. clear act of murder every other cop says you know oh you wouldn't believe the things i've seen cy richardson just goes home and eats dinner 
every yeah. day. Just could not have cared less Bunch of about idiots. a thing that he's seen. Just dealing with these idiots again. And it's not even like the look of like, oh, that's a lot of paperwork. Uh-huh. Like he's like, eh, I'm he's done like, here. Oh, yeah. Case <laughs> closed. I'm done. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> wrapping this up. Yeah. I don't think I know what, what's going on here, but I'm just going to believe this story. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. But then you think we've seen. So, yes, I do like we did forget to mention you brought it up there. We do get somebody saying, man, you like you look like shit. You look like shit. This is something. Oh, this pharmacist. I. I would be so hurt (laughs) if you came over. Yeah. And the first thing you said to me was, oh, man, you look like shit today. Uh huh. Like, Like if you came down and I'm like, oh, Eric. You all right, like man? Shit. You look like shit. <laughs> like, I would be hurt. <laughs> like, well, yeah. So bad. I could not imagine saying that to someone. But every scriptwriter ever must have had that said to them at some point. <laughs> right. Because you've every. It's like the We Got Company of like <laughs> sassy people just being like, yeah, you look like shit. And then I look at the people and then I'm. I'm thinking, I don't know. They look like pretty good. <laughs> like this guy looks pretty normal. He had like a day of stubble. It's like oh, I have like a kind of shaggy beard right now. Yeah, is that the You're equivalent? Like oversized sweater. Do or something? I also yeah. look like shit? No. Well, like, Bruce Abbott kind of did look like shit. He came running in like <laughs> not looking great. But I still, if you came running in. I think I would be more just like, oh, oh my God, like what's wrong? What's going on? I wouldn't just be like, oh my God, you look like shit. <laughs> right, you wouldn't feel the need to point out my look. Like you, like the guy who's clearly desperately asking you a question about something doesn't yeah. need to know what I'm he so, looks you like. You startled me with your shitty appearance. <laughs> sorry, I'm like, sorry. I, I don't usually do this, but you look like shit. That, that happened to me once, kind of, actually. Like, I went into... <laughs> I don't I, usually do. I, 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 I was a waiter at a I pizza place. I never thought place. it could happen to me. But. I was a waiter at a pizza place, had the lunch shifts, came in to open it. My clothes were wrinkly because I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. And my boss was like, you look terrible. <laughs> you need to go home and put, like, clean clothes on. <laughs> Wrinkled shirt. And Is I'm that like, La Vera? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what? What? And then the whole time I'm like, bunch of bullshit. Well, you what? You lived like two, three blocks away. From yeah, the, luckily uh, <laughs> I lived right next to it. Yeah, you just keep your Lavera outfit wadded up in the yeah, corner. You know, who cares? I did. I learned a lesson that day. I learned a lesson. I'll you had, say that you had to keep things at least at this level, some level, at least at in least, life. Yeah, it's yeah. like one of those where you're just like, put, put shoes on. We all have those like. I've had I, mine was uh, in it was like after college, but but not too you know. I was at the grocery store wearing pajama pants, right? And I was like, I did a lot of pajamas and I was like, in high school. I was and, like, what am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like you're like, I'm not sad. Yeah, what, <laughs> like, what am I? Yeah, it was like, Just, yeah, I got home and put on pants and then went out shopping. But I'm like, what? What? It what are ha- you doing, yeah. man? Right. And so yeah, I get that. I get it. So I but but still. Katie's we all mom, have those wake-ups. Katie's mom got rear-ended by a lady like at 9.30 a.m. the other day. Great. The lady's like in a nightgown, no clothes. And, and if I was there at that moment, I'd have been like, are you okay, lady? You look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, now I'm almost like determined to use that phrase at some point. I know. In my, I guess in my like, life, at some point, I need to tell someone they look like shit. Is this earnestly, just one of those Earnestly, like, though. 
is this like a movie that tries to invent slang? Except this is hundreds of movies all trying to convince people to like make Maybe. this normal, normalize telling people they look like shit. <laughs> I've look, I, it's what you do. I don't think I've ever you hang up the phone without saying goodbye and you tell people they <laughs> yeah. look like shit. I don't think I've ever witnessed that. I think I would be shocked no matter who I I Man. witnessed saying that. I would be pretty stunned. I wouldn't be just like a file clerk at a hospital, like, oh boy, <laughs> these two. But then so we get that. And that killed. Cy Richardson killed. What a gem. Yeah. What a great actor. Uh, then we get the weirdest twist of all when the credits hit and we get some sweet licks from Slash as Sweet Child of Mine just takes us home. Guns and Roses is on the soundtrack. To a, to a movie that had no mention to it. Like, there's no reason for Sweet Child of Mine because uh, no, the song has nothing to do. Harris with Harris called him in the movie, something right? like "my sweet summer child." Like oh, there, there was that. Wor- yeah, there yeah, was yeah. a couple of crossover words, but not like, not not sweet child oh mine. Yeah. You know, and I like don't, I don't think anyone was expecting that to come out. No, of the, we. Uh, I think I think we had just been hit with the Cy Richardson shrug. And then a couple minutes later, we just hit with like some slash licks, and we all just let out the exact same like, what? Because it felt so it's as out of place in a weirdly charming way. We've been having this luck. We've been just mm-hmm. lucking into all this. We knew going into it. We've talked about this. The Maniac Cop Two rap. Yep. That's the initial like, what? This movie again. No mention of hip hop. It wasn't like these. Kids were characters in the movie, exactly. like playing a corner hip hop group. There's no scene that then, with the hip hop Then the, group. the you know Cordell goes by, and they're like, "Who was that guy?" Yeah. And then we like get their follow up bookend story at the end. Nope, right. no. just ends on a maniac cop rap. But we've been getting this weird luck. Another favorite of mine is the Blood Simple. Our Absolutely. Neil, our Neil Diamond finale is well. I is know beautiful. for sure we're not going to have the rights to play "Sweet Child of Mine" at the end of this. So. <laughs> Sorry, but, listeners, but you'll sweet, have to go to Spotify and listen. There's to it. no mention. There's no connection. Nobody, you know, the band's not mentioned there. There's no other music that plays during this movie. Well, this movie came out in April of '88. So was Guns N' Roses even a thing then? That's the great thing. This song predated the release of this as a single this movie predated the release of the single by two or three months originally the video was gonna have clips from bad dreams oh shit but then the song came out and it's like oh wait we're way bigger than bad dreams Like this was gonna that would have be... been weird if like their big breakout <laughs> single then yeah, had clips as Richard Lynch instead uh, of like Stephanie Seymour the clips of a movie that didn't quite make ten million dollars like this movie didn't do that great I it mean, wasn't for, a huge hit for a movie it probably cost three mil it probably was a huge horror hit yeah. for for a theatrical I, release but yeah if Guns N' Roses only number one hit just has like Richard Lynch it has like Cy Richardson just shrugging at the end. Or it's just Axel like singing, and then he'll look off screen, and it'll be like burned, burned face. Richard Lynch, <laughs> yeah, dude. Wow. I, so there, the the tie in like music video. Some of them I love because they're almost if when you get the actual cast mm-hmm. to come back. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and you can tell which ones didn't come back and which ones did. But there's this great scene <laughs> from John Parr's theme to Saint Elmo's Fire. Uh huh. 
So the music video, at the end of the video, the whole cast is hanging out in a shitty burned out basement somewhere with John Parr. And John and they're all just sitting there separately in their own part of the basement. And John Parr's just belting out the chorus. And he's going over to them one by one and just having like a quick like shoulder punch. Nice. And like a, yeah, like a, ha hey, except he's still lip syncing the song. <laughs> so his face is just like seven inches away from like all the characters just yelling his song right into their face while they're, and then they all react like, ha ha, John. Uh, yes, we are St. Elmo's yeah. Fire, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like yelling like, I can see there's no harassment. <laughs> <He's just like, laughs> Blasting it right in their face. Because Rob Lowe's hair getting blown <laughs> yeah, back. And Rob Lowe's got his like leg up on a chair, like, yeah. Fuck it's yeah. so great. But so I'm picturing Cy Richardson and all these people interacting <laughs> with like Slash and like Slash oh just God. walks up to Cy Richardson and Cy just gives him the shrug. Yeah. He's like, that's from the movie. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> E.G. Daly just hanging with Duff McKagan. Oh like, God. holy God. We were two months difference from that happening. Another universe, you know? Two months earlier. Boom, we're getting that. Instead of, you know, Stephanie Seymour model, iconic heavy metal video. Like, nope, it's forever Dawkins Dream Warriors at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. It's the Ramones Pet Cemetery video, you know? Or it's the, uh, the MC Hammer Adams Family rap. <laughs> oh, With man. like, look. We're only going to have to shoot Morticia from behind. Angelica Houston is not coming back for MC Hammer's Adam's Family. Not happening. But at the same time, Raul Julia and Christopher Lloyd are having a fucking ball (laughs) with MC Hammer. It makes you almost think less of Angelica Houston. Like, she messed up. Dude, at that time... Nobody was bigger than MC Hammer. No, right? Like, that dude was like replacing Michael Jackson, like <laughs> yeah. in people's minds. It was like this yeah. is it. And you got too legit to quit. Was was like revolutionary for Christopher Lloyd. For the white people is just like obviously I'm going to be in full Uncle Fester makeup oh, to yeah. do an MC Hammer dance. What do you need? To MC I got Hammer. Yeah. I'm here. I'm Angelica here. Houston, the 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 lone holdout. Too good. God bless. And we missed out on a bad dreams, guns and roses. How pissed would you have been if you were Andrew Fleming? If your movie could forever be tied to the most popular hit of the biggest band of a couple years of American history. Holy cow. Somebody's got to make like a fan edit of that video now and just add in oh, clips yes. of bad Somebody dreams. Would, we do not have the talent to oh, do this. Never but, in a million years. Or, oh or really the motivation to actually do <laughs> <No>. it. <laughs> Me coming up with the idea just now and being like, <laughs> that would it. be great. That's as far as it comes. Yeah. Our X, Y axis, that's the <laughs> highest we got. It's a steep cliff down to the right I of the I came up with the here. idea and I thought about it. You're welcome, America. <laughs> but, yeah, it was not just a, we should license a popular song. They picked a song, and then it became a hit. Now, I guess Appetite probably been out, but still. Ooh, still. What a weird exit to a very cool, very weird movie. The, the role Richard Lynch was not born to play, but doomed himself to play after his accident in, the 20, in his 20s. So far, my favorite Richard Lynch. <gasps> really? Of the ones we've done. I so far, think- my favorite. And my favorite Jennifer Rubin as well, of all the ones we've done. <laughs> favorite Jennifer Rubin. Uh, I still got to go Invasion USA for Richard Lynch. I feel, I, I'm not going to argue with it, but for me, this one, there was something alluring oh. about him in a way that I hadn't seen before. 
that, is... that got under my skin a little bit. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. He was definitely under your skin. Uh, but technically, Invasion in USA, he killed like 20 times as many people as this cult leader killed. <laughs> but no, I don't know. It, we're, all, we're all just like skipping over his role in great films like Scarecrow. We'll get Instead, there. it's just like, I like bad dreams. Like, we're just the scummiest ones. Hey, man. The guy's so good. We're going to talk about so much more Richard Lynch. It's great. I think it came to this. It came to this. Yeah. Check out Bad Dreams. Check out Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Shout out right? to Sweet Child of Mine. Why not? Yeah. Classic uh, horror theme, Sweet Child of Mine. Whoa. <laughs> it came to this. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. Good night. <laughs>